Days Up podcast. This is Match Lava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Match Lava, and it is Monday. It is the fifth week of the 2021 year, so we're just cruising along, and it's been it's been really really quiet these past few days. I think that we've had a few really low key releases. I actually bought up a decent amount of inventory today. I saw a an item that its sell through rate was. I think it was around 300%. So basically, I was watching a video last night and it was a really good idea. I don't know why I've never thought of this, but Hustle and Hooks, which they are, I think they have like 10K subscribers on YouTube, and I think they have a decent amount of followers on Instagram. I was watching some of their stuff about pots and pans. They flip pots and pans, they're really good at it. It's one of the things that they're really known for. So I was watching that and then I saw this trick makes us $90,000 on eBay. And I clicked it because I was like, okay, that's a really good title. I want to see what happens. And I'm watching it and they said about how you should figure out what the sell-through rate of an item is. Basically just divide the amount of sold items by the amount of active items. And I was like, that's such a good idea. I mean, obviously we all compare, hey, you know, here's here's how many have sold versus here's how many that are listed. But it's, I don't really break it down to a number. And so I'm looking at it and going, well, okay, there was, there was like 180 of these things sold. There are 60 of them available. They're selling, I think five already sold uh, yesterday. And, and it was like eight in the morning, like five or six sold yesterday. Prices were really good. It was an easy double up. And I'm just looking at it going, this is this is money. So I, I put some money into it. I put some decent money into it, which is good. I think that it'll be a good product to have, just kind of a consistent seller, which is something that I'm looking for. Those sorts of things that are kind of replenishable or renewable, those are the things that you want to get. Because when you sell those, your whole store's healthy, it's active, it gets you more solds, so your metrics can be helped a little bit too. That way, in case you get a negative feedback or something, it doesn't really matter as much as it would if you only had uh, a couple sold items. You know, it would factor in a lot higher if you get a negative metric. Um, so it's just they're they're super beneficial to have items like that. So I think I ended up sourcing. I sourced like 30 of them, I believe, and it was pretty good, pretty good money to be made. So we'll see what ends up happening out of that. I'm excited to get those in and we'll go on from there. But uh, I'm thinking a lot about just what's been going on recently. If you've been following the GameStop thing or you've been following um, just any sort of things that have been going on crypto wise, I want to talk about FOMO, the fear of missing out. And, And here's why. Because I think that a lot of us, when we get started with reselling, we have sort of this general fear of missing out on the next big thing. And, and I suffer from it more than I think anybody. I, it's just, I watched it happen so many times where I've thought this is a great idea and then I didn't execute on it. And look at sports cards, look at Pokemon cards, look at um, space heaters, which are massive. Like just so many different things where people have talked about them. I saw somebody say something about them. I go, that's a great idea. And then I'm like, well, I got kind of nervous. I took, I, I kind of got reserved about it because I looked at the, the cost of some of the items or I looked at all the negative side of it and I didn't go full in. And I realized now that I'd missed out on a ton of money. And, and so sometimes I, I have that same feeling of the fear of missing out. And I see something come along that looks like it could be similar to one of those things. I'm kind of on the fence about it. I don't really know what to do. And so instead of trying it and then going after it, going you know farther and and more in and and really kind of getting myself more acclimated with it i i do something where i just completely i put like a thousand bucks into it for no reason and and this actually happened not with the gamestop thing but this happened with with another thing that's kind of gotten big and then kind of died off a little bit really quickly and we're just kind of waiting to see whether or not some of this this stuff pops off or not 
And so it's a newer kind of product and there's not really much of a market for it. I mean, there are a lot of people buying and selling and stuff, but it, there isn't a ton of, of uh, like history to go back on. So it's kind of speculative. And, and to put that much money into something that's speculative is, is really, really not that smart sometimes. I mean, if you have a lot of money to put into stuff, that's one thing. And I definitely have a lot more money than I did last year. But I still think a thousand bucks, a thousand bucks, it's a lot of money. And so trying to figure out and navigate how how much I want to buy into something is is kind of one of the biggest things that I'm trying to learn and trying to actually get down. But I'm thinking about it and a lot of the things that we end up buying um, when we aren't sure about it is, is a FOMO buy where you're looking at it going, I have a, a fear of missing out on this item and so I'm going to make sure I buy a bunch. And I see it happen all the time in some of the groups that I'm in. I've done it before where, I mean, for instance, the third restock of, of a certain makeup uh, that came out it was a big, big reselling makeup. People were selling a bunch of it. And the third restock, I decided that was the time I was going to buy a ton of them. Not a good idea because think about it. It's restocked twice. They've restocked millions of these palettes. I The third time I buy like 12. And what happened? Well, it dipped to below retail because there were so many of them on the market that not even that many people wanted them. And then I ended up losing like 200 bucks on the thing. And so this kind of stuff happens. It's not something I do consistently, but it does happen... I mean, I would say a few times a year, I end up making the decision to buy something. And then afterwards, I kind of regret it and go, is that a smart buy? And and some of the things that I end up buying, they do end up working out. But but a lot of the times too, you end up finding that I kind of bought based on the hype or, or you, you didn't really wait long enough. That's another thing that I do. I don't wait long enough to see if the price dips back down to a normal level again. I feel like sometimes I'll end up buying something based on it. Okay, it jumps up and then I'm like, okay, I got to catch this before it ends up jumping. But by that point, you already missed the bubble. And I think that's an important thing to think about. I think it's important to think about, is there really a market for this item or is this just a bubble? Is that what I'm caught in right now? Is that something that I'm looking at and saying, this may just be a, a bubble for this item? Because if it is, well, you're not going to make any money. You're, you're actually bound to lose money if it's a bubble. If you if it's like a bell curve and you're just getting in right at the top, you're going to be paying the most amount of money and then it's going to slip right out of your fingers whenever it loses value almost instantaneously. You don't want to buy at the top. And and that's something that we all know, yet I think sometimes we're subject to it. At least I am, because I, I cannot tell you the amount of times I've either bought a sports card based on the hype and then bought it, like went and bought it and it was at its highest and then ended up dropping in value or, or stocks whenever they start to go up. Sometimes I've bought those and it's just a bad, it's bad process. I think that you need to, at least for myself, it's good to take a step back with a clear set of uh, with a clear vision and say here's here's kind of where I want to go does this thing actually at the price that it's it's sitting at make sense and and sometimes sports cards sometimes things like that do make a lot of sense and I try to buy them when they make sense but sometimes they don't and buying purely based on the hype feeling like oh I missed out so I better get in right now and then it being too late, that's one of the worst ways to make money because you're almost guaranteed to lose money that way. You don't want to be buying in right as things are about to fall out. You don't want to be buying in right when the floor is about to crash out. And so you don't you don't want to be caught in that position. It's the fastest, quickest way to lose money, in my opinion. And so what I try and do is I you know I, I try to keep my head about me, but oftentimes I end up falling back into the same thing. And so it's just kind of a learning thing and 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 trying to figure out. How can I limit? How can I limit my risk here? Because risks are great to take. I think risks are something we all need to go out and take. And there's plenty of good risks. Going and spending five hundred dollars on a PlayStation is a massive risk. 
you could sell that PlayStation to somebody and make 200 bucks on it and then send it through FedEx and the FedEx guy throws it off the truck and runs it over, okay? Then you'd be liable for that. And if you didn't buy insurance, that would be a risk, okay? And, and, and that would be a silly risk to take, I think, because while it is good to take some risks, not buying insurance on a $700 item, that would probably be risky and it has really no benefits. So you don't wanna take risks that don't have any benefits. That, that's not really the way to go. And a lot of times when we end up buying things based on, on this fear of us being one of the last people to get in on something, well, when you buy things like that, typically you are the last person to get in on something and there is really no upside. You already bought in at, at the upside. And so it's like, it's like if you think about a draft where you have the, the NFL draft, if you're drafting at the number one spot, whoever you draft is, is not a value because they, they are the number one overall pick. But when you look and you see players like, like DK Metcalf in the second round, when he fell to like the bottom of the second round and Seattle scooped him up, he was a value. Now, if he would have been drafted in the, the top 10 of the draft, right now he probably would have been properly placed. But he was a value there because he was worth way more than, than he was drafted at. And it's the same thing for us. If you're buying at the peak or you're getting it right at the peak value, well, it's either properly valued and you're not going to make more money on it because it's properly valued or it's overvalued and you're definitely not making money because it's overvalued. You're not going to sell it for more than, than the overvalued price. So you want to be buying when things are low. You want to be able to scoop up these, these items that you're going at when they are a lot lower than you're going to sell them for. It makes, it makes a lot of sense to say it like that, but sometimes we end up getting caught up in, in the hype or caught up in missing out on something and you end up buying something, you don't make any money on it and you feel like an idiot. And I'm trying to kind of limit you from doing that and I'm not giving any investment advice or anything like that. I'm purely talking mostly about reselling items. There's just been so many things that I bought, like shoes or something, where I kind of was super speculative on them, and then it ended up not working out. And I'm not saying to do that all the time. It's still good to take risks, but mainly what I'm talking about is if you see an item out there, and maybe it's a player in the sports card market, or maybe it is, I don't know, something else, you don't don't make just make sure that you're buying it understanding the proper market for it and i think that that's something we all we all suffer from and especially me i just i make i've seen it so many times where as a newer reseller i still and even somewhat of a veteran i mean i've been doing this for two years there's still plenty of you that are just getting started but i still make the mistake of buying something not really understanding the market for it thinking hey this is just going to go up because everything's going up right now and then you end up losing out some money. And and there's been plenty of that going on recently with stocks. I've seen a lot of people do that. Um, I myself have done that a little bit. It's fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just make sure that you're comfortable, I guess, with the amount of money that you're willing to lose because you could lose it. And and it's just, it's possible to, to have that sort of thing happening. So just kind of do your due diligence. That's one of my biggest things is, is trying to learn when to make a quick judgment versus when to do the, the certain research and due diligence on an item or a specific set of items that's coming out because that's one of the ways you'll prevent yourself from making a huge mistake. I've said it before and it's important to remember, I'd rather miss a great buy than make a terrible one because the terrible buys are hard to get rid of. The good buys come along all the time and, and you may miss the buy of a lifetime, but there's going to be plenty more of them. It just seems like it's the buy of a lifetime that you realize, okay, like six of these happen every year. I'll just get the other five and be fine. So it's just, it is how it is. And you can you can very easily pass on a good buy and feel bad about it. But oftentimes you can still get in. I mean, webcams and hair clippers, I was a little bit late on those, but I still got in at the right time and still made a ton of money on them. And it's the same thing with, with a lot of this other stuff out there where 
you can make a lot of good buys and you can even get in on a little late and still make a lot of money. The things that really hurt you are the bad buys. The things that hurt you are the things that aren't worth what you're buying them for or maybe never appreciate or maybe never sell because you're stuck with those things. You can't get rid of them and you end up selling them at a loss. So it's guaranteed loss of money and, and you have money tied up into these items that aren't really worth anything. So you can't spend money on good items and whenever you sell them, you don't really make any money. You've actually lost money. So it's just, it's something to keep in, in mind because I do see, I, I see in myself a lot, somebody that, that wants to be on the next big thing, but sometimes jumps the gun a little too early on an item and goes all in on the newest collector's item or the newest whatever. And sometimes I, it doesn't work out. And so just keep that in mind because it is better to, in my opinion, be a little bit more cautious with newer stuff than, than go all in and kind of risk something that you don't really have a proven track record for. So just kind of my thoughts. I don't know. Let me know. Let me know in the comments what you think. I mean, that's 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 what it's here for. Um, if you do get any value from this podcast whatsoever, just go to the Apple Podcast app. Found out you can't leave a, uh, a review on Spotify. At least I don't know how to because I looked up my own podcast. No idea how to leave a review. No idea how to view reviews. So if there is a way, please let me know. But for now, just go to the Apple Podcast app. Leave me a five-star review. That would be super helpful for me and it kind of gives me a little bit of motivation to keep making these things. So with that being said, I'm going to go. So you guys have a great rest of your Monday and I will talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Have a good one. Peace.